0: What's up, listeners and supporters of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast? We need some help from you, and it won't take up too much of your time. As we grow, we always want to hear your feedback, so take a minute or two to fill out a short anonymous survey. The survey link is right in the episode notes for this podcast. It's easy and takes less than five minutes. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Episode 65 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Dexter, Henry, Brian, Fonseca, we have a guest who's back for the second time on the podcast, my man, Moke Hamilton, writer for The Athletic, NBA writer, I should say, for The Athletic. Moke, what's
1: up, man? I'm doing good, man. It's about time y'all called me back, man. (laughs) I
0: don't think it's
1: been exactly almost a year since you've been back. I think it's probably been more than that, to be perfectly honest. Brian's
0: going to do the research. My, my, My
1: birthday just passed. You know what I'm saying I feel like
0: the last time you came Was a couple
1: days after your birthday Nah I think it was a December I remember it being cold It might have been December Well you said Brian
2: about to check so Brian Mm. let you know Wow Published on February 10th 2018 I told you It's exactly a year ago (laughs) Are you serious? I told you, this is exactly yeah. Exactly a year ago. You know how I remember the time you came up? That's crazy. I just
0: got this black. I hold just, on, hold on. Did y'all plan that? No. No. <laughs> no. It was not planned. But what I remember and I was thinking about it today. I almost I did don't.
1: You. Hold on. You gotta show me because I almost look, don't believe
2: look, that. Look. February 10th, 2018.
1: <laughs> okay, but now.
0: It, but we recorded it on the 9th. That's
2: what I was going to say. I yeah, was gonna I, say, I
0: know so because we recorded it on a Thursday. Don't ruin the moment, guys. And <laughs> I published it the next day. That's how I know. Interesting. I definitely remember record- You know, I remember I was wearing the Black Panther shirt that I just bought because Black Panther was coming out. and It was Black History Month, so I knew it was February. That's why I knew you were up there. Yeah, I thought you were Wak- Wakanda. Damn.
1: <laughs> how does, that's crazy, man. I, I definitely thought it was December. I just remember it being cold. I remember. I took me. I remember it took me mad long to drive and to, to the studio. Like yeah. driving through Brooklyn is the worst thing ever, man. I tell you yeah. that. But now it we're not in Brooklyn, so this uh, is yeah. this hey, is hey, much hey, no disparage Brooklyn. Moving up, moving up in the world now, right? I, I could disparage. Hot so. ninety seven ain't that far away from over here, man. Oh. Next thing you know, y'all gonna be over there. Well, who knows? All right. <laughs> right now, <we're>, right, we <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know about hot ninety seven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See if you get some hot ninety seven checks, you are gonna be right over there on Hudson Street, no questions asked. I guarantee that. Hey, probably, probably. I, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. If, if they allow me to do what I do, sure. But I'm, under, I'm all for it. But on <laughs> the real, man, I'm happy to be back with y'all. Yeah, man,
0: happy. Almost a year, so, you know. It's a no almost complaint. a year. A year to
2: the day, guys. Don't mess with the. You know what I'm saying? The revelation. That is crazy. You that is know, crazy. It, it, ma- it
1: makes sense though. So this is the first year. Is this the first year now that the NBA has gone with the trade deadline before the All Star game? No, they did it last year. They too, did it right last there. year
0: too. But it's er- it was even
2: earlier because we, we were talking about a lot of trades last year too. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the
0: problem was when we, the thing was last year. Because it's a little earlier when we had the, when we had you on, mm-hmm. we were talking about trades that could that happen. That could happen, right? It hadn't happened. I remember yet. that. And so for yeah. people listening, this is going to be about the trades that did happen, yeah, and, and buyouts about that, and buyouts because buy yeah, so that's going to
2: be a huge thing this year. So there's
0: a lot to get into, Moke, uh On, on this, uh, first of all, how are
1: you? You are doing well? Everything is good, man. I can't good, complain. Man. You know, good. I'm highly blessed. As you know, we were talking about it offline a second ago. I'm planning my wedding. Yes, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank on, you very on, much on the engagement. Thank you very uh, we're, much. So. We're Trying to get Brian into that world for uh, this. Relax, hey man, ain't no, ain't no rush, brother. <laughs> no, ain't no rush. I'm, I'm not I will take my sweet ass as you, time
0: as you should. I'm, yes. not, I'm never the person to rush anybody. Well, but right, gotta me, do let, it when you're ready.
1: Let me tell you something that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. My younger brother, I'm actually about three years older than him. And he got married before me. Oh, no, no, no. no you know what no, I mean? And to me, I'm just like, damn. Like, when I look at him, I still see a nine-year-old kid. I'm just like, yo, this dude getting married? Wait, how, but when how, did he get, yeah, how yeah, old, was old was he when he got married? Um, he just got married in 2000. That's last 17. year, right? Yeah, okay, 17. So they just, you know, they're about a year and a half in now. So he would have been 29.
2: Okay. Okay. That's, okay. That's right on. Okay. That's, that, yeah. that makes sense. That's right okay. on the line where you would expect that to be, like, a rational decision. But but when it's your... <laughs> as, opposed, as opposed to but when I'm, you're I'm, like... You I'm know. telling you, so I don't know if either of y'all have younger siblings. I do not. No, I'm the youngest.
1: So you're youngest. the youngest. I'm the youngest, yeah. too. Got you. Okay. So I can tell you from experience. So I'm the middle. So I have an older brother and a younger brother, uh-huh. right? But that younger sibling, no matter how old they get, when you look at them, you always going to see a 10-year-old kid. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what. Because you're... Because... No matter how old you get, you're still as far ahead of them in terms of your age. You get I'm kinda, what I'm, I'm saying? Kinda,
2: I kind of get that with, so, with friends that I have that are like a few years younger. Exactly. Like yeah. when yeah. you look
1: at them, you always see them as that little so kid. So he's always fighting for respect.
2: I mean, I think that's a fair thing to say. <laughs> uh, well, that's how it is in my house with me and my brother. Fair thing to say, and I mean, if you oh, got young a young sp- cousin that you are close to, like, or yeah, just right. it, you know, it might be right. something similar. something similar, where no, like, where they like, "Oh, I'm going to college next year, Uncle Dex," and you just like, what? <laughs> "What?
1: What? What happened? <laughs> I to I you? Don't like you just... still wearing diapers?" Man, yeah. what are you talking about? What are you are right. bass his voice. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I
2: think there's something to that because parents parents know, do the same thing. Parents do the same thing. They never, no matter how. I say this all the time. As long as you're an
0: adult in your parents' house, they're still always going to look at you like that little kid. That's for sure. No matter what. That's why when you can and you're grown and you can afford to, get out. Yeah, that's it. But, but the right. key is
2: if if you can't afford oh, yeah, it, I know that. That's, that 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 is the key. Again, like marriage, don't do it before you're ready. Yes, <laughs> very, very true.
1: So in other words, just take your time, young man, yeah. <laughs> and take your time. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no ain't no rush, brother.
2: ain't no rush. Yeah. All right, I don't uh, want to take too much time though. Tomorrow's not promised. That, that got dark real quick. Let's get to the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get well. To well, the NBA, tomorrow, so. well tomorrow's <laughs> not and, promise and you don't know a lot
0: of things are going. I don't like the NBA trade deadline. Right, right. didn't know a lot of things are going on. Moke, a lot happened on this trade deadline. Uh, with the NBA, I guess the first thing I could ask you is, what was the most shocking move to you that either went down or didn't go down? What was the most shocking thing to you about this NBA
1: trade deadline? I mean, I think it's hard for anybody to argue that it wasn't the Chris Tapps Porzingis trade. I don't think anybody saw that come in, right? And the thing about it was, you know, being some someone that's in in the media room at Madison Square Garden a lot, there were a few people that were cautioning Knicks fans and saying like, yo, this dude ain't signed yet. And because Mm -hmm. the Knicks prioritized getting that cap space by waiting to sign him to the extension, Mm -hmm. some people, including Paul Pierce actually, Paul Pierce was one of the people that was just like, yo, if I'm poor and they asked me to wait to pay me, I would be offended by that. And in a way, you can kind of see it from that perspective. But at the same time, I think the reason why it was so shocking was because Porzingis has been very outspoken about wanting to win and wanting to be a part of a winning organization. And it Mm -hmm. seemed like the Knicks were actually, I mean, granted, they have the worst record in the league as we speak, and they're going to end the season with the worst record. That was a part of their plan, from what I understand, even though different people say different things, Mm -hmm. whatever. But the point is, what they have done by sort of delaying that extension for him and having a bad season is they've. Actually, put themselves in a situation to kind of maximize their ability to attract talent with cap space, and now with the draft pick. So all indications were that they were actually heading in a decent direction, and I... then out of nowhere, yep. yeah, yes, it's like oh. And the thing that made it even crazier was news of the meeting came out from Woj, Early Adrian Wojnarowski, probably at like twelve yeah, thirty like p.m. Lunchtime. Yep, yo, I kid you not. I went in the shower, came out, my phone was destroyed. <laughs> My older brother called me was just like, yo, they traded poor Zingas? And I was just like, wait, they traded him? Or they said that they might? No, no. And then I look back on my Twitter and I see that they agree
2: in principle to a trade. And I'm just like, yo, that seemed to happen way too quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I had a similar experience because exactly. when, so, when, I, when I went into the shower also – uh, they were just – Wolves hadn't even – I hadn't even seen the tweet about, like, the meetings yet where they said, like, oh, you know, the Nets and the Clippers and all these teams inquired about him. And then by the time I got out, it was on the jump, full screen. <laughs> Boom, he got traded. That was when I texted you LMFAO with Matt O's. Which is not nice to text to me, <laughs> but it is what it
1: is. It, it, you know what it's like? It's like that Ron Burgundy meme where he's, like, sitting there with the, with the drink. It's like, whoa, that escalated yeah, quickly. It, it's exactly it's like, what it was. One minute is all good. Next minute, oh, yeah, Porzingis is in Dallas
0: now. Like what? So here's a a couple things that you said. To to, as as that being the most shocking thing that happened, I'm with you that I thought the Knicks were headed in this right direction, and everything they had sold to the fan base, to everybody was like, "Hey, we're we're tearing it down." And I hear your point about not giving KP the money, trying to maximize it so we can attract other pieces. I thought all that made sense. I think it made sense too. I think most people thought it made sense. But then when you do this because of what we just said yeah it didn't make sense to me and that's what annoyed me right where i'm like what now not just the shock of it just also the it doesn't make sense with what you were doing now it seems like they're in a situation where they're going all in for these free agents whether it's kd whether it's kyrie whoever the a-listers um like my (laughs) question is do you think that's realistic moke
1: yes i do I think it's realistic, but before before we even kind of go down that rabbit hole, okay. what what I'll say about Porzingis is this. I think in hindsight, it became obvious that he wasn't really that down for the squad right. and for the franchise. Right. And like when your franchise player is hurt. You at least want to see him around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You want to see him fraternizing with his teammates. You know what I mean. You you just want him to 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 feel like he's a part of the organization. And I can tell you this as someone that is in the Nick locker room very often. Like you wouldn't usually go in there and see Chris Taps in there chilling. Uh,
0: another person talking has told to me Noah this.
1: Vonley yes. or anybody. Yes,
0: hmm. I've heard this from another person. You know yes. what I mean. So around it's like
1: in in hindsight. And then now the other important thing to to understand Dex is that. If Porzingis—so, first of all, the main thing here was that Chris Tapps and his brother Giannis, his agent, told the Knicks that they were going to sign the one-year qualifying offer. I wouldn't have bought that. I'm calling their bluff. You can't. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> in in the NBA today, brother, you cannot do that because— play. Greg Monroe spurned the Knicks a few years ago. Greg Monroe was as sure a thing as there was, and you can laugh, but Greg Monroe was was a legit double double. Nah, he he was. I, no, 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 I'm no, no, not. What you laughing what laugh at? What's I, so I, funny? Th- I, think I think he's
0: laughing because, because he's like, "Damn, that makes it so real." Your point. No, no, I, I, no. I'm no, 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 trying no. to save the man. No, no, no. no, 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 I no. That. I'm just,
2: I'm, I'm just laughing because that's where the Knicks were at once upon a time, where that was a big deal, and it's Ugh. just pretty funny in hindsight. But go ahead. I'm a big Greg Monroe fan. Uh and now it's crazy what happened to his career. I know. Yeah. I like them a lot in Georgetown. He actually went to the Nets and they they waved waved them. them But here but here's but here's the thing
1: though, Dexter, is that we've seen now Mm -hmm. that guys care about winning, you know, guys care about like marketability and Mm -hmm. and bright lights and all of that, that's not the most important thing to everybody. I say that all the time. And even though Chris Tapps, in my opinion, bought into his own celebrity and his own hype. Mm If his agent slash brother comes to you and is like, look, dog, we're going to take the one-year QO. I don't think you can risk that if you're the Knicks. And here's the main reason why. The main reason why, it's a little-known rule of the NBA's collective bargaining agreement. If you're a rookie coming off of your rookie contract and you play your four years and your fifth year you decide that you're going to take the qualifying offer, you now have a no-trade clause in that fifth year. Right. So, in other words, if Chris Tapps, if the trade deadline passed just now and the Knicks did not trade him, they would not have been able to trade him wherever they wanted if they decided to trade him next season. Next season. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? If he took that qualifying offer, he would have had a no-trade clause. And if he says he wanted to go to the Clippers or the, or the Nuggets or whoever, granted, it would have been a situation somewhat similar to Anthony Davis where you could have traded him wherever you wanted as long as, well, you could have traded him wherever you wanted as long as the team that was receiving him was willing to take, the, willing risk to take the risk. Right. Like the Mavericks are doing. Right. Right. But if you waited until next season, they would have less time to sell him on the organization's culture. And that would have reduced his market value. That's but let true. me let me let me let me just push back with this real quick. I, I hear what you're saying, That's and and, 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 and let me. Do, I have not spoken publicly in depth about this. Right. You know what I'm saying. So, so, so these are my feelings, and y'all getting it first. Yeah. Well, good. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> good. Um,
0: some people may argue or counter to that point and say, hey, well, a good organization will think that they can smooth things over with this guy where things aren't wrong. We've seen other organizations have things that are wrong with people in the past. Maybe not necessarily an Anthony Davis situation. Where like like, like the seven. Oklahoma
1: City Thunder did with Kevin Durant, right? They smoothed that over real well. Well,
0: I mean, but what was the real issue there? Was the issue more him and Westbrook or was him more the organization? Because that organization— That I don't know. Right, and so my thing is that organization at least has proven to be competent Mm. and drafted well. You brought up something earlier in saying that it's not all about marketability. It's about winning for these guys, and I think winning comes down with your organization actually being competent. Now, what I said in the last podcast before this was the Knicks— have not shown, as we all know, for over a long period of time to be that. Mm-hmm. However, what Moke and I were saying was recently it appeared like they were going that way, right? That's the kind of thing I'm like, well, if you kind of doing this thing, you're trying to sell KP on this fact that we're trying to get other guys in here to play with you and keep this flexibility, do you think they could have done that? There's any way they could have done that in the next year?
1: Yes, they could have done that. But you're that.
0: saying that it's risky, you big. didn't like the risk there.
1: I did not like the risk there. So
0: what I'm hearing from you, not to put words in your mouth, is you preferred the risk of them giving him up and going after going big game hunting for the big free agents, than trying to sell him on staying with the organization past next year if he signed a one year QO.
2: Based on everything, yes. That, also, okay. based Depend- on that everything. also depends on how you feel about what's out there too.
0: Well, that's true, and that's also that's that's and to that point with Moak, I. And you, I hear that, and I do understand that. And I, I wanna and I just wanna add something yeah, else yeah. to it
1: as well. As far as taking the risk, so everything in life really is a calculation of risk and what the potential reward will be. Yes. Right? Because there's risk in everything. If it's Joel Embiid and I'm the Knicks and I have Joel Embiid, I say, Man, you know what? We're gonna have to prove to this dude that we can do this because mm-hmm. we cannot trade. Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it's I was gonna say Donovan Mitchell, but I don't even know if I want to go Donovan Mitchell, but if it's, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, you know what I mean? If it's someone that you believe has the the ability, the capability of being a transgenerational player. But see, I believe that about KP. And that's that's exactly where and I was about to go. That's right. That's exactly where I was about to go. Yeah, and that's why I and feel And, the I, way and I, I didn't. And I so, do. that's where I was. Go Me, ahead. personally, yeah, go, you take. I think that Chris Tapps Porzingis is a very good basketball player. I think he's a very good basketball player. Joel Embiid, he is not. I don't think at the end of the day mm-hmm. that Chris Taps has the ability to be the best player, maybe not even the second best player on a championship. Ooh, really? I was going to say championship winning team. I might even go as far as to say I That's don't think contending? he can be the second best player on a team that plays in the NBA finals. Wow. That's interesting. And and, huh. and I and I will tell you, part of part of the reason why I believe that, yeah, is because for the most part, players don't get healthier as their careers
2: progress.
0: But then that would apply to Joel Embiid too cuz it would. Is also not but but so I think
2: but here. I think what Moke is saying is that Joel is better. So you would bite the oh, bullet? I don't disagree with that. Whereas with KP, the risk is not worth the reward just because the reward is probably not going to be what it would be for Joel Embiid. What if, what if, now let me tell you, And to add to that, but go ahead. No,
0: no I was going what if, and I'm not saying dude would be this, mm-hmm. but what if he is to the league now what Dirk was to the league 20 years ago? What if he, the way Dirk revolutionized the four, what if he revolutionizes the five as a guy who can stretch outside, is a pretty good defender? Not Joel being a good defense. Mm-hmm. We agree with that. Mm. What if he's that and the Knicks lost on that? He had the potential to be He's a 23 year old
1: all star. But what if. The Cavaliers didn't pick Anthony Bennett with the first overall. Yes, pick. well,
0: I, you can go into the whole "what if" and what yeah, if and like,
1: not. and that's and that's what makes it so interesting. It's such a yes. great conversation. Well, well, we just don't know what's going to happen with Porzingis. We, we don't, don't know. know. I agree. But Nobody I, I'll knows. Say, I'll
2: say this to your point, though. I think if he's Dallas's number two to Luka Doncic, who I love, that's a pretty good squad if he can stay healthy. Maybe. And that's my my issue with Porzingis, and we were talking about this before, was regarding the whole health thing. Mm-hmm. Would he be able to stay healthy? Being that not even just that he had one serious injury already, just the way he's built has always concerned. I always me. think that's a fair concern because he's seven foot I three, do. very you know what I mean. And like his lower body is there for this. And he's that, not and seven and that, two Joel Embiid. And, with that, the if, muscle and that's where I was going to go. If I yeah. chop block him, he's done. Well, you know and, what I'm saying. And, like, and, and here's
1: the, here's the thing, too, Dexter. Right. Very important. We are talking about the Joel Embiid comparison. Yes. If you look at Joel Embiid's numbers, Joel Embiid has basically been. It's like if if it, if it were a graph time and productivity it's been going like this yeah right you look at the numbers that he's giving you right now through this season which i guess is his third season now if i'm not mistaken uh, i don't know brian about to check yeah. second full right pre- now yeah. he's giving you numbers that shack and wilt chamberlain gave you
2: plus mm-hmm. three point shooting you get what i'm That's saying too.
1: <laughs> he's giving you wilt chamberlain and shack numbers this is his porzingis in, 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 in the year where he was in the MVP conversation, I guess that was last season, last season. Last season. He was dropping about 30 a night for the first month of the season. And then he, then and then he, he, he fell down. off hard. It went to body. 22 and 6, 22 he and 7. He fell off hard. hard. And then that. the other thing that I will mention mm-hmm. is Porzingis, if I'm not mistaken, is anemic. You know, And not to say that that means he can't be a great basketball player, but it's, it's disconcerting. Yeah, it wouldn't concern me as much in terms of investing in him, but I mean, do you, rem- do you, do you remember? Do you remember when he was complaining about being tired yes, in I- like December? Yeah. That was such a huge. But, story. Yeah, but hold yeah, on, yeah, hold I on, remember?
2: I- that,
0: but actually. hold on, I I remember all that, and something at- obviously from my mom's anemic, so I-, I I know this obviously affects fatigue, and and,
1: and you're like pro- and based on that, you're much more educated about it than I am. I don't Oh know yeah,
0: much. no 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 no, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm totally am totally anemic expert here, but. <laughs> Joel Embiid also had Ben Simmons to play with to help him carry the load. I mean, when you have Tim Hardaway as your number two, yeah, I'm going to be tired too. I'm going to be tired. <laughs> I'm going to be tired to watch him jack up all them shots, man. How many
1: times Carmelo complained about being tired? Carmelo never complains about being tired. You know why. I mean, I guess I don't know why.
0: He wants to keep shooting. <laughs> Shooter, shoot. Yeah, but, shoot. but but the thing is, for me— Here's the thing. The... Nobody wants to hear that. And if that's your point, I'm with you. Ain't nobody trying to hear about you being tired. I mean, I mean, no. I'm it's, showing, it's, when you show up to do your job, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody's trying to hear about you being tired, right? So and I, 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 would, th- I hear that. You
2: know what, though? This is where I was shocked that he actually is going to bet on himself because given the serious injury, yeah, you know, him potentially getting a max contract now will probably be the smart move. But it's-
0: see, that's why I said I would call his bluff. See- <laughs> I was a little bit there. Mo. See, I'm kind of with Ryan that. that's
1: why I was going to call his bluff. I understand. Look, I get not it. Not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying no, that's no. And, and, and that's that thing. Life. There really is no right or wrong answer. No, there what isn't. what it boils yeah, down to at the end of the day. See. Some people feel like the Pelicans should sit Anthony Davis down and not let him play because they and want we'll to talk hurt about himself, that. Right? We're, we're get I, I actually some people agree with that. Some people don't feel that way. At the end of the day, it's yep. really all again about risk and risk I agree. mitigation. That is true. But but I will say this. Mm-hmm. So just imagine now that you're Scott Perry, right? You come to the organization, okay? And when you get there, you ain't got your own head coach. You did not exercise your own draft picks. And you trying to come in and put your own fingerprints on the organization. And you come in and there's this guy named Chris Tass Porzingis that seems like he's a pretty good player.
2: All-star writing.
1: Yeah, but if you're Scott Perry, for whatever reason, if you just don't believe in him like that, if you don't believe in him like that, Mm. it's too much risk to allow him to take the qualifying offer and then have total control over his situation. And and that's, to me, at the end of the day, that's basically what it boils down to. Because, again, if he were Joel Embiid, and if they really and truly believe that he was the chosen one, Mm -hmm. then they may not have moved him. That's that's, that's an absolutely fair point. And
2: also, by the way, the trade... Not really a bad trade if you're talking about setting yourselves up for this. No, dream it's not. I've never season. said it. I've now, never whether said it. or not they're actually going to hit on that and wind up with like you know Jimmy Butler instead of Kevin Durant, I don't know. That would probably be the think equivalent I'm, of Amari Stoudemire in 2010. But I, I
0: agree, and I think a lot of us have. I think, like you said, Moak, a lot of it is in terms of the risks in the moment and how we're judging it. Yeah. Or is this a trade that we is better served for us judging? hundred percent,
2: percent. Getting because it's easy getting to judge rid- something in a moment. Yeah, and of course. Of but course. also getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee needs to be commended. Like those contracts, I agree. Getting that, like I agree I with like that. that, and getting Dennis Smith Jr. back. I mean, I'm not a big fan of his right now. I hope he can get better. I'm aware, terms. But, but yeah. You know, that's the kind of prospect you would
1: expect to get in a deal like that. that. Yeah, one other quick thing I just wanted to mention (laughs) about the whole thing about, like, passing up the five-year deal coming off the ACL, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because if I'm Scott Perry and Steve Mills, right, and Giannis comes to me and is just like, yo, bro, we're going to take the one-year QO. And I'm just like, "Peace." no, no, but in my (laughs) head, I'm just like, damn, this dude must really not want to be here. Because if mm. you're coming off of a torn ACL and you're willing to risk $158 million just so you can become an unrestricted free agent,
2: it's just like, yeah, you must really not want to be here. Do you think that he's going to end up, like, I know he said that his intention is to take a qualifying offer even with Dallas, but do you think Dallas is going to give him a max contract and he stays there? Yeah. You think he's going to just resign long-term there?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that the Mavericks are going to – look, when you're talking about excellent management Mm -hmm. and when you're talking about teams that kick every tire and are very diligent, Donnie Nelson's been working for Mark Cuban now for, I want to say, probably like 20 years or so. Something like that. Rick Carlisle. I want to say Rick Carlisle is maybe the third longest tenured head coach in the NBA. Something like that. They're they're a very stable organization. They have a championship culture. I think for the Mavericks, I think for the Mavericks, all things considered, it was probably a good move.
0: It's risk on their end, but I think it's a good move for them too. Yeah, you know, one, I will say this: I probably like Porzingis more than the both of you, but I also, you know, how much I like Donkic. I've loved Donkic before he got drafted. Yeah. I think he's fantastic.
2: Pairing that two, together I think makes the two of them pair
0: together makes a lot of sense. And one thing about Dallas and what you said is Dallas has a history; they haven't drafted well all the time. But they do make; they've made some good trades throughout time. Look at their trades throughout mm-hmm. time: Nash, Finley. Uh, there's a lot of good guys they've gotten trades, yeah, and they've been good at that. Yeah.
2: So. More I, recently, the Harrison Barnes trade, which Justin Jackson could be a good player for them.
0: Yeah, they they make smart moves in terms of trades, and there's one ways you can acquire get make things for teams. So it was good. All right, other trades.
2: We'll move on from KP for a little bit. Do we
0: have to? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, trust me, I could do a whole. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just and messing with just you. Just one more yeah.
2: thing, your boy Tim Hardaway Jr. Probably better served. Well, not probably. Oh, I think definitely better. I think he Dallas. can excel
0: in the third option in Dallas and be
2: fine. I dropped him in fantasy if you want him because he ain't getting the numbers that he was getting in in December and November there. Like on the Knicks, I'm good. Um. <laughs> let, let me just one other quick thing about yeah. this Porzingis.
1: too, culturally with Dirk Nowitzki there. And, yes. and Dirk is going to be working for the Mavericks once his career Just is over. Yep. You know what and I mean? he and hasn't then,
2: ruled out not playing next year. He's not you retired. Know, like, He's going to be
0: a good mentor for him.
1: And, and huge. then and Doncic, I mean Doncic and, and Porzingis have known each other for you know ten years you and know, they're friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they've been yep. friends for a long time. They played against each other in Spain. You know what I mean? Yep. So they go back. So for that reason, if I'm Porzingis, I don't know what more you could possibly want than what you got here. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it I wish I
0: sense. do wish him the best. Um,
2: now, if he can stay healthy, then it'll work out. We'll see. That's the concern. Time will tell. Yeah.
0: All right, let's, let's – uh, since we brought it up already, Anthony Davis, uh, obviously after the Porzingis deal, he announces he doesn't want to be in New Orleans. It's been crazy. Lakers offered this.
1: That announcement came before the Porzingis
2: deal. Did it come
1: before Yeah, the, it came
2: about – You're just right. It was the Monday deadline. before the Porzingis deal. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, that's how yeah. crazy it's been. I got everything confused. Yeah but, yeah, but we in New York, so we care about the Porzingis deal more. Well, the Porzingis <laughs> deal just messed up my
0: whole world. So that's a whole other thing. You're right. It did come that Monday before, and there was all this thing. It did get – what, they have 10 11 – 10, 11 days from the time it was announced, 12 days or whatever, to get a deal done. Everybody thought he's going to the Lakers. Were you shocked he did not go to the
1: Lakers? Not at all. Not at all. And
0: was, and, okay, not shocked, was this the right move, A, for the Lakers that they didn't get him, uh, B, for the Pelicans that they did not trade him yet and decided to wait until July and try to get Boston in the mix?
1: It's a lot of risk again, man, you know? Yes. But I, I'll <laughs> say I'll say this. If I were Dell Demps, I would have waited as well. Same. I think All I think right, Del Demps you. made the right decision, mm-hmm. and the main reason why is because when I look at everything that the Lakers were offering me, truth be told, yeah. there's a better deal to be made with the Boston Celtics. Yes, yeah. absolutely. If I can get Jason Tatum as well as a couple of other pieces from the Celtics and a couple of draft picks, then I would I would prefer that. Just because I like Tatum as a player much more than I do Lonzo Ball <laughs> and Brandon Ingram. Or Kuzma. You know, right. Wait, Kuzma, right. you know, honestly, I think Kuzma, because he doesn't really cast as much of a shadow as as Ingram or Ball, I mean, he really is kind of the best player out of all I of them. I agree. He has, been, he, he has been. But he has been. Yeah. Yeah. So so and, and then the other thing about it too, honestly, is I mean, the Lakers are not going to offer you all that in July? Like, I mean, they, if they're willing to give all of it to you in February, like why would they not give it to you in July again? You know what I mean? Especially now when you potentially have the Celtics out there and then maybe the Knicks get the number two pick in the draft and okay, my, you know, you're not going to get Zion, but Hey, you might be able to get RJ Barrett. You know, you might be able to get Cam Reddish and the Pelicans might be looking at him just like, yo, this dude might be able to take us into the future. You know what I mean? So why not wait if you're the Pelicans? Exactly. There is a risk, right? If Anthony Davis goes out there, knock on wood, and something happens to him, maybe it'll hurt his trade value a bit. But I can tell you for a fact that Danny Ainge, every single move, I promise you, every move that Danny Ainge has made since he traded Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. has been Waiting for the opportunity to get Anthony Davis. See,
0: I see. That's what I, we said this when we had uh, Jose up yeah. or, up here,
1: and I was like, "Look, Anthony Davis has been the apple of his eye for I, a long time. We
0: know this, and you have all the assets that Boston does. People talking about maybe Celtics shouldn't trade for him. What?
1: No,
2: the Celtics. I not have, have to go now, for him. now. I don't think the Lakers should because what I saw it was way too much that New Orleans wanted from them. But I think it's because they're going to wait and eventually do that deal with Boston. Well, let me tell you how I feel yeah, about. Let me, I, I agree. Let me tell you how I feel about the Celtics. So, the, so the thing is, a
1: lot of people have this, what is it, you, uh, utopian view, yeah, of what team sports and specifically the NBA is like. And people wish that they could get 10 talented players and put them on the same team. And they wish that Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier would be like, oh, yeah, we balled out last season, but Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back. So, yeah, boy, we're going back (laughs) to the bench, no problem. And we're going to kill everybody when we come off the bench. It it don't really work like that in the NBA, to be perfectly honest with you. What the Warriors have is something so special in that they literally have superstars that are selfless. Yeah. And that they're not concerned with their numbers and their production. Yeah, For now. The Celtics? Celtics ain't got that. Celtics do not have that. And let me tell you one other thing about Danny Ainge that mm-hmm. players will tell you. Mm-hmm. Danny Ainge will come to you on November 26th and be like, yo, you know, Brad Stevens says he wants to send you to the bench. And, you know, I think it might be a good, a good look for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, you might average a couple less points. You might play less minutes, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, it's going to help us win. And winning is the most important thing. So you as Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier, you're like, all right, you know what? All right, cool. I'm going to do it for the team. I'm going to do it for the team. It, my number's going to be a little lower. But, you know, it's all good. I'm not going to worry about it too much. But- then it's time for your contract now uh-huh. for you to get paid. You got to have the numbers. Danny Ainge is going to be the same one to pull out his stat sheet and be like, bro, I can't pay you $100 million. You only averaged 9.8 points last season. It's like, Yo, yeah. a- You know what doesn't get you paid? I
0: was doing it for the team. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. But
2: people, people always want players to bow to ownership. Right. And That's a good point. And, and, right. and it's a double standard and it's not
1: fair. And what really happened to Danny Ainge, I can tell you in, in the agent community, in the agent community yeah. specifically, and players, a lot of players look at the, the, the trade for Paul Pierce and they're just like, and Kevin Garnett, but it was Paul Pierce mm-hmm. that was just like, yeah, that was a great move for the franchise. Like that trade by itself led to Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? It right. led to Jalen Brown, led to Jason Tatum when you look at the autopsy of it. But I can tell you right now that there are people that look at Danny Ainge and they're just like, yeah, but the Spurs ain't trade Tim Duncan though. You know, Mark Cuban didn't trade Dirk Nowitzki. That he's a little bit ruthless. You know, if you're yeah. not gonna be loyal to that guy, right? Why should I believe you and trusted you and put my faith in your in, in your hands? You know, I what think I'm that's saying? I think that's fate, a, fate in your hands. I think that's a fantastic point. Which it let's take that a step
0: further, right? Mm-hmm. If you're saying we got some pause for calls on Danny Ainge, what's to say he doesn't call the Pelicans on July 1st and they're like. Hey, man, can we get – Del Demps is like, yo, so I want Tatum in a deal. And Danny Ainge is like, what? i never seen <laughs> nothing about Tatum. He might have been in his ear whispering him last week, Y'all yo, give you Tatum in July. And he's like, Tatum ain't in the deal. Now what you yeah. going to do if you're New Orleans? Would it shock anybody here if Danny Ainge did that? Not me. It wouldn't no. shock me. Wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me, me either. <laughs> and it let me, shock me. And
1: let me, let me tell you, man. So I don't know if we spend it too much. But the Knicks and the Celtics, to me, are the two most – interesting situations in the entire NBA right now. I don't disagree with that. Hmm. If I'm Danny Ainge, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I may have been tempted to try to trade Kyrie Irving before the deadline just passed. Ah,
2: and the reason why... are we talking. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it,
0: He's he always here for
2: this drama. And now Sorry. the way he tweaked his knee after the trade deadline. And and again. You know,
1: quiet as kept. One day, Somebody is going to talk about the fact that neither Anthony Davis nor Kyrie Irving can stay healthy. Yeah, but nobody mm-hmm. talks about. One it. One day, somebody is going to talk about these things, mm-hmm. and it, I wonder why it, it hasn't. <laughs> I wonder why it hasn't been a bigger conversation. You
2: mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But the point is, well, I, the, the, that was my point on a recent podcast where I said that I would take Kemba Walker's next four years over Kyrie Irving's, and a big part of that was health. D'Angelo Russell, too, by the way. Now,
1: now, the, now, the thing is. I understand if you're the Celtics why you don't trade him just because he's that good that the Celtics could actually win the championship this year. Yeah. And if you win the championship and Ooh. he leaves, mm-hmm. hey, psh, we got a title. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So I understand it from from that standpoint. But if I'm Danny Ainge, if I see what the team looked like last year with Terry Rozier as a starting point guard— and I look at it this year where they just can't seem to kind of get it together. And I listen to the comments that players are making and mm-hmm. Kyrie making about his teammates in public. And I don't know if you heard what Marcus Morris said. Oh, so, yeah. I, yeah yep. I sent you the video today. Yep, yep. <laughs> that, that is not good. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. So as talented as they are, and, and, mm-hmm. and again, so going back to the whole thing about taking 10 guys and putting them together, the problem with the Celtics is they have too much talent. That's really what the issue is. And what makes it even worse is this coming season, they might have as many as four first-round draft picks. But
2: but shouldn't the great Brad Stevens, who everyone loves as the best coach, ever uh, figure it out? I mean, it's easy to say that, but, I mean, apparently he's the best coach ever, according to, you know, a lot of people. Want to put you yeah, know, give that him respect, genius, and things like that.
0: He's the best coach or second best coach in the NBA. The people have coming actually of said Topovich, people in respected NBA circles. I don't you just have figure it out. This. I think it's been a little bit crazy.
2: I think Boston I, could get bumped in the second round, they could, though. They I think Boston, could. but, could but get any of the, the top, top four teams, teams in the East could, especially get when you in the look round. at what the other three teams who are yeah. chasing them did at the trade. Deadline. I don't think anybody, I'm not sleeping on any of those moves. I agree. Milwaukee got Nick got Miritich. I was gonna mess up that first. Yep, Philly got Tobias <laughs> Harris. Philly got to buy- Toronto to me, got Marcus. That, to salt. me, that was more shocking than Porzingis.
0: A new daily fantasy app for prop bets is here, and it's called Thrive Fantasy. Forget the old school way of DFS. Thrive Fantasy has streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research using only top-tier athletes that means no more salary cap you just build your lineup around a list of prop bets here's how it works for each contest you choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks to protect you from any late scratches or postponed games each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it and you will be rewarded that value if the prop is correct so for example if Tom Brady throws for over or under 250 yards The less likely the profits to occur, the more points the choice will be worth. You build your team, score around the amount of correct profits you select. It's easy to play, so just check out the Thrive Fantasy link in the description of this podcast and get in the game with Thrive Fantasy today. I want want to come back a second to Boston, but in the vein of what Brian just brought up, you got the teams in the Eastern Conference at the top, the four at the top, and the other three beside Boston made moves where they got better. Uh, let's start first with Milwaukee uh, mm-hmm. Trading for Miritich They basically gave up nothing for him Was it four second rounders They basically traded for him I got it right here What did you think of that
2: move And it was, what it, they were able to do It was Jason Smith Who we actually referenced Before the podcast started <laughs> Yes <laughs> Stanley Johnson And four future second round picks Four future second round picks
0: That's, that's what they gave up To get Miritich Who I love And can really stretch the floor Yeah and, If he stays healthy what, They're uh, going to be a Bud's problem. been doing there That's another guy They got to stretch the floor I thought it was a fantastic trade. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. It's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with it. And I mean, I want to say they got Johnson in a in a deal for Thon Maker. Yes, so that's they, correct. Right. They essentially flipped Thon Maker, and now they have Nikola Miritich in their lineup, and that's going to help them tremendously. Just because they needed a bit more shooting. And as far as Miritich is concerned, he is at least a credible defensive presence. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's at least he's at least mm-hmm. credible. So. I think rotation wise, I think they have a few things that they have to figure out to see whose minutes he's gonna take. But I mean, they're already a team that is so so long and so lengthy, and they guard like they they get after you defensively. Yeah, in, in terms of the effort that I see them put forth on on their rotations and just how they go after the ball and go after rebounds and closeouts and all that, the only team off the top of my head, I guess Chauncey Trun- and Rasheed Wallace's Pistons. Right. Like mm-hmm. they gave you everything on every defensive possession. Mm-hmm. But the 2008 Celtics gave you everything on 85 percent of their possessions. That was a very good. defensive. And team. yeah. And I think that the Bucks are definitely there in that conversation. And now adding Miritich, giving them someone to space the floor, someone that could hit more threes. Yeah. And, and, you know, very quietly, they've made a three point shot such a big part of their offense this season now. You know what I mean? So, adding another strong shooter out there is definitely going to help them. I might
2: like Toronto more, though. I was going to say, I guess the larger part of this conversation, though, going sort of back to Boston, where does it put them? Where does it sort of put these teams now? I mean, we have to wait. We have to wait for Indiana to drop because that's going to happen. They're going to drop out of the top four, and then you have Mm -hmm. to see this take shape in terms of matchups and things like that. But if I'm looking at these teams, I'm like, look, I don't know if Philly could figure it out because I don't even know if they fully figured out Jimmy Butler yet. But if they do, if they do then I'm going to have them coming out of the East. All but right. I don't know if they could because Ben Simmons is still kind of a coward and won't we'll shoot three-pointers. Let's get to that.
1: All three of the moves were tremendous, tremendous moves. Yes. And I I, and I, I think the top four in the East, it's just going to be a straight
0: dog. For I hope all these, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I hope all those teams get to the second round. I can't round wait for the playoffs. Because it could be still. very fun. Hard to imagine them not. It is hard to imagine. Right. I don't know who could upset who can upset them. Right. Um, I agree. What I will say to that is, okay, Philly. Tobias Harris trade. We talked about how that happened in the middle of the night. Yeah, a guy who can now play the four, the four can stretch the floor for them. Helps them with some of the spacing issues they had before, especially because your boy Simmons won't shoot.
2: Let me read you that trade. It was Landry Shamit,
0: who's having a good rookie year.
2: Yes, he's going to the Clippers along with Wilson Chandler, and Mike Muscala, a 2020 first round pick, a 2021 first round pick from the Heat, which could might- be a good pick. Yeah a 2021 second-round pick and a 2023 second-round pick for Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott. They needed some depth also. You know, I feel like they somewhat addressed that, even though they had to give up depth to do it, and Landry Schammer was having a good season. Mm -hmm. But by the way, when I was looking at this, too, I also thought of the Porzingis deal because I'm like, oh, the Knicks aren't the only team that's sort of targeting free agency here. I think the Clippers think that they're going to get somebody, you know, at least one big player. They did the same thing the Knicks did, except – they didn't give up an
0: all-star, but they gave up – I like this trade for both teams. I want to come out and say this. I really like this for the Clippers because I was wondering what the Clippers would do. Would they be willing to give up Harris? And they did, and it came out of nowhere. I literally was thinking about it the night before, and then, they, then I woke up and they traded him. And I'm like, if this isn't a guy you think is going to sign – I I like Tobias to Harris. Covered him in high school. Really good dude. I think he's a really good player. I would like him on my team. I
2: played against his brother. But
0: I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to necessarily give him the max or pay him like an A list guy. He's he's on that next tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but putting him in this situation, Philly is I think a good situation for him. He's gonna help that team stretch the floor. Like I say, he's gonna help with the spacing issues. I like this trade for both it's one of these trades where you're like, yo, Philly gave up some stuff. Yo. But I really like mm-hmm. it for them, and I also really like this for the Clippers, and it shows you the Clippers. I'm going to give them some credit. They look like they know. I know what their plan is. Kawhi I know Leonard. what they. I know the risk and what they're looking to take to come back to <laughs> Moke's word. Moke said it's about risk. The risk is it will. They could have been the safe play. Could have said, "Yo, let's keep Tobias Harris. Let's try to re-sign him next year." They're like, "Nah, maybe like the Knicks. We're going big fish hunting." Kawhi Leonard. I think they.
2: I think that's what they're looking at.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I. Th- I think. I think the main thing. Dexter, is that you know in the NBA when it comes to to team building, right? Ma- Max Kellerman, the great Max Kellerman of of ESPN mm-hmm. fame, he has something that I just think is so simple but just magnificent in terms of how he describes players, right? So Kevin Durant is a five-star five star guy. Yep, that's what that's what Kellerman would say. He's a five star guy. LeBron is a five star guy. Yep, Porzingis. Ah, Maybe he's a three-star guy. Maybe he's a four-star guy. I don't know. I give him a four-star. <laughs> I give him a four. To, <laughs> Tobias Harris is like, he's, he's like a three-star guy,
2: right? Yeah. But on, on three a, and a half.
1: I be, yeah, I like <laughs> three and a half. Okay. That's me being a half Fair enough. Yeah. So in the NBA, it's like... You want to ideally start your thing with a five-star guy. Yes. Yeah. You want to have a five-star. And if you could get another five guy, uh, five-star guy, you like, well, damn, we in business now. You, yeah. You're, yeah. You're,
2: you're cooking. We got yeah. two
1: five-star dudes on the squad?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Philly might if Ben Simmons could have a three-star. So
1: Philly got a five-star guy in Joel and Agreed. Yeah. And Ben Simmons, beep, at least a four-star. He's four. four. He's Right. A four-star. Solid yeah. four? Yeah, solid yeah. four. Okay. Jimmy Butler? Is right there for. Okay. Four. He's like right there. So now for them to add the three and a half star guy as the fourth guy on that squad, oh, yeah.
2: now you in business. I also think that Tobias Harris should be the second option on offense, but that's just me. Huh. Yeah. Second option on offense after Joellen. Here, well, here's the thing: He's because a so Ben is just a facilitator, good, a good pick and roll player, fantastic and, and roll player. way better at catching and shooting than Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he is. Whereas Jimmy Butler needs the ball more. He would be the third option. Best we also, we also forgetting
0: a, a, a not a maybe a five star player, but a three star player that's in their starting lineup in JJ Reddick, who well, shoots right? a very high percentage from
1: downtown. Right. So, so where I'm going with the five star thing? Yes. You don't typically want to begin because there's a salary cap yeah so every dollar you give person x is less dollars that you can spend on person y in a right. very simple way not looking at bird rights and all that kind of stuff right because if you got a guy's bird rights it means you already had the guy yeah but if you're trying to build a team you don't usually want to start that process by giving a three and a half star guy a maximum contract right yeah right you and, get what right. i'm saying And reports
2: have said uh, in Philly's case that they actually want to keep all those dudes and it makes
1: a lot of sense because if because what Embiid is getting paid now you have a contract extension for Ben Simmons on the horizon yeah mm-hmm. but that's still two years away okay yeah, but pay, you're gonna pay. have to pay yeah, it. Yeah, two years like, ain't, it, it ain't that long right no, but it'll kick in 2020 Tobias is now yeah. no, and no, Jimmy's now too. and Jimmy Butler yeah right, right. but the, the point is if you decide you don't want to pay Tobias Harris and he goes, yep, it's not like you can take that money and go buy Kawhi Leonard or someone that would be an upgrade over him Damn. at his position. Right. You know what I mean? So it makes perfect sense for them to keep him. And basically, I mean, Elton Brand also traded Markel Fultz. Yep. Right? And they got So uh, Elton man. Brand Beautiful. is looking at his <laughs> squad and he's just like, yo, Joel Embiid is, uh, what is he, 20, 22 years old? And
2: 20, yeah, like he's a young... Nah, he's a little older than that. I think he's 24. Think he's 24. 24. I think okay. he's a year old in the KP He okay. is 24. Okay. 24-year-old. 24 He'll be 25 in March. Five-star
1: guy. Yeah. Yep. You he, know what I'm saying? He, that's what you like. We going this. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Ben Simmons. We got Joel Embiid. We got Jimmy Butler. Yo, we going for it. So I'll give up them draft picks.
2: I will trade Markel Fultz for Jonathan mm-hmm. Simmons to give me some Dan yeah. and a first, by the way. And a first and a second. They got a first-round pick back in that deal. Oh, got it back. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, but the point is, so now as far as Tobias is concerned, the reason why it, it's a brilliant move is just because if you look at the numbers and you look at the metrics, yes. efficiency-wise yeah, and, and usage-wise, like this is a guy who's giving you, who gave the Clippers 20 points a game without even having plays called for him. Yeah, Right. You know what I mean? Like Tobias Harris is the kind of guy that will watch a play unfold and see Gallinari get double-teamed and just Always do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. He's a great, roll he's a very off the screen. Player. He'll get eleven shots in the game and he'll hit seven of them. And he'll get a couple offensive rebounds and get to the free throw line and give you five free throws. And all of a sudden the guy got nineteen points Without you even calling a play for him, yeah, yep, he was and, having his best season, and, and that's what the Sixers need mm-hmm. yes. with a lineup that's going to have a heavy usage player like Ben Simmons and another one like Joel Embiid in it. So I think for them, it's a great move. Agree, yeah. yeah. sacrifices the future a little bit, but it's going to help them in a the long. But run. you're going for, but it you're right going now. for it now, like you said.
2: I I love that they're that they being Philly, Milwaukee, Toronto are all aggressive and they see this opening and they're like, oh, we can beat Boston. They're falling apart, and even if they weren't, they think that they're better than them anyway. I really like what Toronto did in getting Marc Gasol also. Let's talk
0: about that one. Let's talk (laughs) about that one next, too. That shocked me because I think a lot of people had Gasol going to Charlotte, which who I thought they needed him. Uh, Charlotte that is. Not nah, not that badly because they But I don't they think it would have done do, much for Charlotte other do than anything. solidify but them as being a it playoff team. It was
2: Jonas Valančiūnas, Delon Wright, CJ Miles on a second round pick for They Marcus didn't even o. give up a
0: first. How did Memphis not get a first for Gasol? I mean Gasol
1: is what, 34
0: He's years old or something like that. He's, He's old, but I thought they could might be able to get something like a team like Toronto a low first but for th- him. This is why I think I guess maybe the market really wasn't there for that and I'm not I'm not recognizing. Maybe yeah. I assumed they would get that but the market apparently wasn't He's, there. He's I think for Conley, they
1: would. I have mean, to of get course, you first. would try. Yeah. You know, you would yeah, try. Of, of get course, the you got to do due diligence. Yeah. From, Did, from you, like Conley, Did you like that? you like that trade for Toronto? I love it. It's a stroke of. It's another stroke of brilliance. He's how? Where
0: does he? Where does he play? Because you had Valanciunas coming off the bench. Now you're worrying about Siakam's minutes and uh, Ibaka, who was starting. So what? What happens? There? Do you think Gasol eventually starts? Do you think he'll still be fine coming off the bench? How, how does that work? I would assume that
1: he would be okay with coming off the bench. I would like to believe that these were conversations that the Raptors had with his reps before they made the trade. I hope so. You know what I mean? Uh, Because you don't want him to come into a situation where he's a malcontent, you know? But the reason why I love it for them is just because I want to say, you know, Chris Bosh was probably the last Raptor that could really create offense for you on the block. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as great as Sergi Baca is and as great as Pascal Siakam is, first of all, I love Siakam. Me too. A lot of people Like his, his, you know, what he can do as a man his size truly, truly, truly goes overlooked and underrated you know he's a big part of their success but the point is what I what I like about the Gasol trade is it's just going to allow Toronto to be more versatile that's really what it boils Mm -hmm. down to for me and in the playoffs when you look at the struggles of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry again you go back and you look at the numbers these are guys that were so reliant on transition and mid-range shooting opportunities half court wise if you could slow them down and get them in front of you you could beat them yeah. And that's why the Raptors have been so disappointing in the playoffs. Now, obviously, you trade DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, who's mm-hmm. a, a fantastic half-court player, though I do kind of worry sometime about like his, his decision-making when he's on the ball, mm. but that's a different conversation. I think with Kawhi Leonard and Mark Gasol playing in half-court situations, I think you really got something special there. And if Gasol is going to be playing against other second units and other second unit big men, I think you'll be able to dominate them.
0: When you look at the fact that the Lakers did not get uh, Anthony Davis and how that all, how that all plays out, is this a disappointing trade deadline for them, or are they actually still in a pretty good place?
1: I mean, it has to be disappointing. It has to be has because to be. the entire design – Of him making the the trade... I mean, that just is asinine in hindsight now. You know what I mean? What, him making the trade request? Publicly, yeah. yeah. Because now he didn't get traded, so he has to (laughs) get booed by his home fans for the next three months. How
0: awkward is that, though, man? It's it's very awkward. Now, do you think the Pelicans... I I think... I heard Brian say this at the beginning of the podcast, or mention this. He's in the camp of the Pelicans should shit him out. We know yeah. the NBA doesn't want that because that's not a good look. And right. I understand all that.
2: Um, just well, you know what? Have him get injured and then just you know sit him out the rest of the season. What do? You, okay, that's what, what I would he, do. You, what do you think about that? You think Pelicans should do something like that? Injured would because, be because what if he does get, get
0: hurt and that hurts their trade value, ability to trade trade him? Because you know who's going to hop on that opportunity? Your boy everybody. Boston, Danny, or everybody. <laughs> everybody. But Danny Ainge, Ruthless Danny Ainge, is going to be like,
1: oh, got a little foot issue? Yeah. Hey, okay. And, okay. and then New Orleans will just be like, you know, we'll just <laughs> trade him <laughs> to the Lakers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's funny that you say that because DeMarcus Cousins, right? Uh, like, there is no finer example of sunk market. What was, what was the, what was the name of the cost? company? Sunk uh, I was going to say market value. What was the name of the company? Yo, was was World it WorldCom? WorldCom. The company whose stock went down to like 30 cents a share uh-huh. or something like that it crashed horribly. Like, Demarcus Cousins was the NBA equivalent of WorldCom. Yeah, he only got 5 million this year. Yeah. Uh, but that was such a perfect storm of situation. Like, I feel like if Anthony Davis gets hurt, People still going to be willing to roll the dice on him. I mean, granted, maybe you won't get eight first round picks back or LeBron James' son, which apparently the Pelicans probably wanted in that trade. (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe you're not going to get LeBron James Jr. from the Lakers, but look, like, they're going to be like, okay, well, you know, he wrecked. I don't want to say, I don't even want to put that stuff into the universe, but I'm just going to say he's so good. That I think people are going to be willing to take the risk even on if Achilles. Anyway. Yeah,
2: and, and there's also with DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, people were just scared of him. Exactly. Because, like, character-wise. Exactly. Right. Whereas exactly. Anthony Davis, the worst thing he's ever done was really just demand his trade and then have it blow Which up. Which isn't the worst thing in the world. No, right. Because, I, I, because, I'm just
0: with moke it doesn't look good when it doesn't happen. Right, also because,
2: like, I mean, he still lives in New Orleans. Right. Yeah. Like he still can't go he, out in these he streets. He can't go to Bojangles and get chicken nuggets without them nah. being like, yo,
1: AD, why you trying to leave, bro? Yeah. You know what I mean? But and
2: yeah. then there are some people who might understand, like, the organization quote unquote didn't do right by him, so to speak. But I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, because a lot of people are saying that, but I'm like, I mean, they got him Drew Holiday. It's not like they didn't get him like bad players. Like with Golden State, I I'm not so sure Kevin Durant's gonna leave. I remember I was telling you this before. I was like, look, I could see that. And we know he had a run-in with Draymond Green. I don't think that that's necessarily over. Maybe they just put it to the side to win a championship. But what if Golden State's like, look, we'll trade Draymond Green and we'll keep Kevin Durant? They win the championship this
1: year. Kevin Durant is out. You think so? I think so. And the funny thing is, I, I wrote it. I was, I was writing for Basketball Insiders at the time. After the 2018 NBA yeah, you on the
2: athletic now? Last time he was on the podcast, he wasn't on the athletic. That's right. Now he on the athletic. Get that athletic dollars. <laughs> I got the black card in my back pocket. Li- <laughs> oh, you taking us out to dinner? Drinks after this? on me after hey, this, bro. Hey,
1: that's to get mad greedy. Dinner? Can I buy you a drink first, brother? Nah, nah, bro.
0: We going straight to we go straight to dinner. <laughs> nah, but
1: um, I, I wrote about it at the t- at, right after the finals, and what I recognized in that was. What, what, I, what I did with the piece was I just compared how LeBron looked after he won his second title in Miami okay, versus I, I, how I, he looked after he won his title in Cleveland, right? And if you go watch and you compare the, the, the way he reacted to it, you see the difference between the fulfillment of, of Agree. one's yeah. destiny, like I was put on this earth to win this championship for the Cavaliers, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. If you look at Kevin Durant mm-hmm. after the Warriors won their second consecutive championship, he just looked empty. He well, looked he, empty. He, because, thought, the, he because, thought the championships were going to validate him. And 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 and, and in that not, moment, and in that moment, he realized they have Kevin Durant is just like, this ain't really it.
2: I, I lean towards see, Kevin Durant leaving, too. I, I have to agree lean, with you. I lean towards him leaving, too. Whether it's the Knicks, whether it's the Clippers, I don't know. He shouldn't go to the Knicks if he's worried about the media, by the way. I'm just going to say that also. He's a little bit sensitive on that. A However, little bit. He has how, burner accounts, how, bro. How, but how, let me say this also. What if they lose in the finals? I think that's a... Because I could see them... Would it shock you? Would it really shock you if Boston put it together or if Milwaukee beat them or if Toronto beat them? It would shock or me. Or Philly.
1: It would shock me. Or Philly. Barring, barring in, like, if someone gets hurt, then okay. I still don't think anybody's beating them. I think somebody can get all a better those run te- this year. By all the,
2: all those teams, all those teams have better depth. And while that doesn't matter as much in the playoffs, six through nine kind of does. You want to know the only team I think has a shot at them? Philly? One
1: team and one team alone Nobody else is going to be able to 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 and even team, push them. This, team is, a this, this team is in the Western Conference. Is Denver
2: Conference? Is it
1: Denver? Nope. Oklahoma, City. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. City. I knew you were going yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The, I agree with I, that. The Thunder are the team. I agree with that. I, I, but, know, I know, but, but I think you're right. The and thunder I think people, are the team. I think
0: people aren't, t- aren't talking enough about the Thunder. Were you shocked they didn't make any moves? No,
1: no. no I don't. I don't think. I don't think they need. I don't think they need anything else. I think nah. they got everything they need on that team right <laughs> Paul, now. Paul
2: George is MVP candidate, man. Paul George, he might win Paul. Defensive Player of the Year, and he Paul. might finish like in the top five for MVP voting. Paul George and he's probably guarding Kevin. No, he definitely is guarding Kevin Durant that series.
0: Yeah, defensively, they're really good. Listen,
2: man. listen, Terrence Ferguson. Yes.
1: When you look at that team and you see the growth of this kid, Terrence yep. Ferguson and Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder has been such a great addition for them. Again, he's, can, he's again. He's,
0: I I referenced Sam Presti and these guys at the beginning.
2: Competent front office. Dennis Schroeder is what Reggie Jackson needs to become.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> look, they took a risk on him in that trade. People Schreuder? were down, People were down on Schroeder, complaining more, selfish, arguing with teammates in Atlanta. All could have been, been true. He's been fantastic. Huh. Ferguson, you mentioned good player development, right? Mm-hmm. They've been George Paul George has been fantastic. We talk Jeremy about, Grant Are well. they going to get Jeremy out? Grant That's a d- d- Just want to bring it back Because it comes Come back to Moke Moke brought up the term Risk at the beginning here Yeah Schroeder was a risk Jeremy Grant Nobody saw anything Out of this from him In Philly Alright These guys were, were Getting Paul George As a risk People
1: didn't think He was going to resign I was actually Going to make that point
0: Right All these it, it does To bring it back To your point It does take some risk To build a good team right. Are they getting Andre Roberson back he had a setback, so don't know if he's I had. Gonna a, he's that. had a few.
1: I'm worried about him because yeah, he's had like too. three setbacks.
2: Yeah, man. man. Yeah, me too. Yeah,
0: I, I'm hoping because if they get him, woo, and he can play defensively, we know he's not good offensively. That's yeah, right. that's all he
2: would need to
1: Honestly, do. Honestly, I don't. I don't think they need him anymore. They prob- no, they probably I don't, don't. I don't think they need him anymore. They probably don't. You don't, th- but you don't think it would help, even if he's. I mean, I think, I think he would. Well, of course, he could help. It'd be ridiculous to say he couldn't help a team. But right. he's
2: also, if he were to come back, he's not going to be where he was defensively right away either.
1: I mean that that's true. But my my main thing is, I just think, you know, he. Basically, he is so bad offensively. Like, he is (laughs) egregiously bad on the (laughs) offensive end. But but it was worth it to give him the minutes because his defense was that good. So your point is they don't need that as much. It's not valued as much. Yo, it's like I told you. Right, because now they have other guys that can give them similar Similar. defensive output of the perimeter and and, still score some points for it. Right, which guys are giving you more. Exactly. Dex, it's like I told you before, as
2: much as I love Tony Allen, Tony Allen does not work in today's NBA. That's true. Like it just can't. No,
0: yeah, no. That that is an excellent point. Uh, before we go, buyout market. Is there anybody we should be looking at in the buyout market? That's another way for teams to improve their depth. As we get there, maybe Carl the Warriors do something.
2: Anthony.
1: Yeah. What,
0: what, what about your boy? I know Mello's your boy. Uh, what 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 about your boy Melo? Uh, light skinned brother there. What, what <laughs> y'all stick together? What do you um? Uh, what do you think? Do you think he's going to Lakers good names, or not? Man. A Wait, what, who else do you think is intriguing on this uh,
1: buyout market? Well, in terms of players, I mean, honestly, the guys that I really felt like were were going to move the needle. Like, I really thought Wesley Matthews was the one guy that I thought could help move the needle, mm-hmm. you know. But he's going to Indiana now, yeah. which I think is a great situation for him. because to get paid. Well, and I mean, not only that, with Victor Oladipo out for the remainder of the season, like, you know he's going to get minutes. Yep. You know he's going to get shots. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good move for him. I think a lot of other contenders are probably a little salty that DeAndre Jordan's not getting bought out by the Knicks. I'm when, salty about that, too. When, when, <laughs> when that you don't de- think he can help Mitchell Robinson grow? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the thing for the Knicks, why they love DeAndre Jordan, is because you know they think he's going to help them recruit Kevin Durant. You know, because these two guys are are like best friends. Him, yeah. Royal
2: Ivy, also. Oh,
1: it's a lot of connections, man. It's I didn't. A even lot think, of I, you know, it's
2: funny. I hadn't thought about that with each Jordan. He has a, I say was saying this. Yo, a lot did of you that speaking that? Too. Did
0: you see the little picture that the Knicks put out to renew their thing to, to season ticket holders? I saw that. Yeah. And it's a picture of Mitchell Robinson. With
2: I saw that. Look, you you know that. You, that first that, of all, that's tampering. That's embar. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's yeah. it. Thank you. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because if you're supposed to be this. You know, if you're supposed to be the Knicks, if you're supposed to be New York, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Players should want to come to you. It's embarrassing.
1: On the buyout market, I don't really think that there's guys out there. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting Gortat, one, or, one or two guys. I don't know if there's anyone Frank out there Kaminsky. that's really moving the needle for— uh, uh, Carmelo? You going to the Lakers? I mean, I feel like the Lakers are the only situation that makes sense for him. Charlotte. But also. is but. it good for the Lakers? <laughs> I'm trying though? to send
2: people to help Kemba Walker, all right? But <laughs> is that
0: situation good for the Lakers?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. You know why? Because it's better for us. It's better for us from an entertainment standpoint. No, that's what we didn't talk about. We're no, talking about I don't, the Lakers. I don't care. Carmelo Anthony next to Brandon Ingram and those two fighting over step-back mid-range jump shots is hilarious. And I want to see that.
1: And that's the big issue to me. The big issue to me is, like, well, who is Carmelo going to take minutes away from? Right. And then again, Ingram defensively, him, huh? you know, Carmelo for a long time, a plus he, he was a guy whose offense was so good that you're like, okay, well, I can live with him, you know, just not giving the effort on the defensive end. But, when he's now shooting, you know, thirty percent on three point shots, it's like, uh is it, is it it worth is it worth it anymore? No, like, that's what happened in Houston.
2: I think that Markeith Morris could be helpful, but I don't know what's up with his uh injury. injury that, but he's pro- he might be the best player available. I oh, yeah, I he's actually for I actually forgot about him. Marquise Morris with you. might be the best one. Available, and the Thunder
1: right. waved Alex Abrines due to personal issues. I did yeah. see that. Yeah, but so. he said he
0: probably gonna take a year off of basketball. Doesn't.
2: Oh, so. see, I didn't even. I didn't even read see that. that. Yeah, it's okay. not. It's not. A year I don't off think for it's basketball for what
0: personal issues. Don't know okay. what's going on, but something personally. So I think it might be something serious. So wow. I thought okay. I thought the Bulls
2: yeah. would wave Robin Lopez already, but I saw him playing against the Nets the other day. So I don't. So I'm not even sure what's up with that. All right. Let's one get- of these dudes is going to the Warriors,
0: probably. <laughs> before we're done, but but let me, just, yes, let me just say,
2: if you take any of those
1: guys that we just mentioned, right, and you put them on any of the Eastern, any
2: of the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference, in the East,
1: does it change your opinion of the top four? Nope. no, but it'll, no, right? But
2: one of them may change my opinion of the Warriors' lack of depth. If okay, they were to go there. Okay, fair enough. I would say that. Fair enough. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Like man, like bro. So you tell me you're going to lay money down on the Warriors not winning the finals?
2: No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I wouldn't be totally shocked if Warriors versus the field. I'm still taking the Warriors. Now ask me again in April because I want to see how Philly plays. I want to see how Philly looks. I want to see how Toronto looks going into the playoffs. And I want to see Kawhi Leonard stop getting sat down for load management. He will. He will. (laughs) That is stupid. Why are we calling it load management? Just say rest. I like load management. Pause. If the Sixers well, I'm not pausing that. If, <laughs>
1: if the Sixers got like Patrick Beverly or somebody wow. that That I, would be interesting. Well, no, because I like Patrick Beverly. I don't know what team No, I'm just saying that's a scrappy guy I would like for them that could still knock down shots. May, I would like that. Maybe Is he getting voted out? No, 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 not that I know of. Oh. I'm just saying in theory, because my thing with the Warriors, at the end of the day. If you want to have any chance of beating the Warriors, you got to have uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, a bunch of Patrick Beverley. <laughs> yeah, you got to have Pascal Siakam to guard to K- guard K- Kevin Durant. But That's
0: the thing you need the most, right? Like I agree, and you and go.
1: you need Paul George type of star, and you need a Patrick Beverley or a Tony or or Allen maybe a Marcus a Smart or a Tony somebody Allen, somebody to antagonize
0: Curry. Is your point? You know, right? and
1: and even if you have that, well, you still got to worry about Clay. But the point is, you need. Two all-world defenders, one that can guard, pick, and rolls, and protect the rim. I guess I should pause that, too. Protect the rim, right? <laughs> and you need another all-world defender on the perimeter to yeah. be able to give Curry and, and, and Clay problems. And I don't know that any Eastern Conference team has that.
2: Man, I think...
0: And I think and, bo- and those bo- players on the other side be able to give, give you something to offense. Ba-
2: Boston will be your team, but I'm just judging by how they look. Because they have the depth. They have... I feel like they have enough talent to compete with them. Yeah, a good amount of people were picking Boston before the season. Like that was like, to win the title. That was like sort of the sexy pick. Well, at least act. to be in, at least yeah. to be in the finals. That was well, like I, I no, thought no, they no, were shooing no, for the finals. No, 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 no. A lot of people were. Yeah, a lot of people had them as basically a shoo-in in the finals, yeah. like Moke said. But a lot of people also said, like... I know my brother said this. A lot of people, like, media-wise, they've said this, that they have Boston beating Golden State finals. I did in finals. not. I did not. Now, no. I don't even have Boston getting out of the second round. And usually, I don't get swayed by regular seasons like that because things are going to figure itself out. But I've changed on Boston and the Lakers. Here's the thing with Boston, though. People have to remember. They
0: started off, what, 10-10? and 10, And since then, they've actually had the second-best record in the NBA. So, they haven't been playing that I bad. I didn't know that. Yeah, they haven't. And it's, Hold and on. The problem what? is they've, it's been, they've had ups and downs and I think it's more of what you talked about, Moke, the sort of infighting that's going right. on that has that's people the more issue. concerned than actually playing. I think they're 25 and 11 since that time. Yeah. So, and that's the best record in the NBA? Second best record in the NBA since the time. The Warriors have the best record in the NBA wow. since the time. But But they've actually not played bad basketball. There's just been so much other stuff going on that it doesn't seem as
1: good as it actually is. I think the other thing with them, too, to your point, I mean, it's it's a very good point. The other thing about them, though, is they're just so wildly inconsistent. Yeah. And they lose games to teams that they, like, shouldn't Shouldn't be be losing losing to. But the bigger issue is when you get into the playoffs, you inevitably are going to face— What's that word? It's a great word that they always use, like— when you lose a lot and people start talking about you, adversity. It, adversity. Uh. <laughs> thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you. I, c- I couldn't find a word. I, couldn't find I should, the word. at first I
0: thought it was gonna be like
1: a bigger or a deeper word, and I was like, oh no, it's just no like, couldn't I was, find it. Couldn't <laughs> find it. But but the point is, you're gonna face that in 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 the playoffs. And what should concern you if you're a fan of the Boston Celtics is anytime these dudes face any adversity, they go in at each other. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Not the other that team. That is true, and and will Kyrie Irving be healthy in April? I mean,
1: Kyrie Irving chewed Gordon Hayward out on the court, and Brad Stevens when they when they lost to the Magic. Magic yeah. yeah, like I was, I was watching that game, yeah. and I I I could not believe that. And then again, what Mark? And there have been at least five or six different situations like mm-hmm. this during the season. And yeah. it's, to me, it's just obvious. There's a team in like they're fighting for the same thing. And they're just not all together spiritually on the same page. I think right. you're right on that. That's that's more concerning than Co- the record. Quick
0: hitters before we go. This is gonna be for offseason predictions. Okay. All right, these are very quick, yes or no. Okay. Will the Knicks get the number one pick?
1: No, I don't think so. No. And and the reason why they're gonna get the fourth pick. I just don't think <laughs> they're gonna get it just because, like, because it's the, Knicks, the Knicks and it <laughs> yeah. never, it just never happened. This is never, it happens. never happened. Because of the Knicks. That's true. Uh, will KD
0: leave Golden State? Yes. Will he go to the Knicks? Yes. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, will Anthony Davis end up in Boston?
2: No. Will the Nets land a big free agent? No. Mm.
0: Will... I think it's possible, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you said Anthony Davis will not end up in Boston. I don't you think say so. That. Will uh, Kyrie stay in Boston? No. Ooh. Will Kyrie go to the Lakers? No. Will Kawhi stay in Toronto? No <laughs> So I think it's You a- gotta you, Hold on You're making it sound like July 1st is gonna be real crazy It is It's gonna be a lot of movement Yo yeah, really, I, I think we already think It's gonna be crazy But the way
2: you're making it sound like it could be a Bro, lot of movement The trade deadline Was just the start These are just like, People were saying that Oh I don't know if this trade deadline Is gonna be the way People were hyping it up And Brian Windhorse Was saying the same thing I was thinking the day before Where like It's gonna be unprecedented And look We had the most trades We've had in like Ever it, it, This is crazier than 2010 And 2010 was supposed to be like the pinnacle where everybody was trying to gear up for LeBron, for Wade, for Bosch, for Carlos Boozer, for Amari Stoudemire. And this year's way, way crazy. So I just think that if Danny – I
1: don't think Danny Ainge can trade Jason Tatum to the Pelicans without knowing that Anthony Davis is going to stay. And I think if Anthony Davis and and Rich Paul say, look – like we're gonna go and be good soldiers for the year if that's what you want well, we but we're that. leaving yeah. and even if it's a bluff the Thunder did that with Paul George, but the Thunder didn't get. And, and granted, Victor Oladipo was tremendous, but we didn't know how good he was when they traded him. That's true. You know what I mean? And Paul Can George. Danny not- Ames really do that?
0: Paul George also never said any of that publicly. There wasn't this intimation around that publicly.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was public, but it was common knowledge that he wants to play for the Lakers. like everyone knew that. Yeah. If you
2: could put a if you could put a percentage on Anthony Davis somehow ending up with the Lakers, what would that be? Oh man, I mean, I gotta go like. I got to go 75%. That's
1: good. Anthony Davis
2: ending up with the Lakers. Laker. I, I think so. Yo, because I thought it was a shoe-in once Rich Paul uh, I... aligned himself with Anthony Davis. Now seeing these talks sort of break down, I feel like there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that they'll figure out.
0: So you said
1: the Knicks. So I think, I, Knicks... I think it's going to be a lot. Li- Maybe it's just wishful thinking because I, I want to see I got Kyrie. things shaken up and I want to see, you know. Yeah. I like, I hope so. I'll I'll I, got, right.
2: I got Kyrie and Anthony Davis going to the Lakers with LeBron. That would be interesting.
0: He kind of brought this up to me a couple weeks ago and I was like, that'd be messy.
2: I'm so. saying I, I think I think Kyrie Irving. Once he said the whole thing about it, I reached out to him, we talked this, this and that. How mad would I'm you like, be if
0: you're a Celtics fan if that
2: happened? I can't I can't see I
1: can't see Kyrie Irving doing that. So I think on one hand, Kyrie Irving He said, I don't know anybody anything. He didn't I, say anything, but you know. You I know that LeBron. but yeah. knowing what I know about about Kyrie, him going back to play with LeBron is him giving up on himself and his belief in his ability to be the guy. You know what I mean? Like Kobe left Shaq. Well, Kobe allowed Shaq to to, to be separated. Or you could say Kobe kicked Shaq out. However you want to (laughs) characterize it. But Kobe believed that he did not need to be a little brother. Kobe thought that he was good enough to be the guy on a championship team. That's exactly exactly what Kyrie Irving believes of himself. If Kyrie leaves and goes back to play with LeBron, even if they win a championship, history will remember Kyrie Irving differently for that. I agree with that. I think, I think, again, might be wishful thinking because I want to see good basketball in New York make basketball great again. Oh, you think he's the second guy coming (laughs) with KD. It makes a lot of sense. It Uh. makes a lot of sense. Now, now, uh. if you just follow the bouncing ball, right, Kyrie Irving... And Kevin Durant decided they're going to go to go to the Knicks. When Danny Ainge finds out that Kyrie Irving is not going to resign, is he still going to trade Jason Tatum to the Pelicans to get Anthony Davis? Or is he going to say, OK, we're going to lose Kyrie. Let's just resign Terry Rozier and let's just let the same squad we had when Kyrie and Hayward were out. Let's just let them rock out and grow and see what they can become.
2: They also have four first-round picks that they can package in other deals.
1: That too. So, now, now, Anthony Davis, again, you know, the Lakers thing, I think it makes a lot of sense to not, to not happen. So that happens. What's left now in, in the scenarios that you threw out to me now really yeah. is Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler, of all the guys, has I – think, I think there's a, a, a possibility of him actually leaving Philadelphia. I think, I, I think Jimmy Butler has Nick written all over him.
2: <laughs> that's I, your backup option. If you if, I, I, w- if I will you guys say, miss I will Kevin say Durant. it.
1: It it would be a very it, like the most Nick possibility would be Kyrie get and the Jimmy f- Butler. No, no, get the fourth pick, oh. and then give Jimmy Butler a four year right, right. Like, that's like the most Nick <laughs> thing. <Look at> that. <laughs> that's
2: like the most Nick thing
1: possible. If it happened, like all Nick and, fans will just be like, "Well, of course, yeah." Of course. And
2: that would mean no Zion, no R.J., no John Morant. That would mean probably Cam Reddish or Romeo Langford.
0: That also means no Dexter Henry is a fan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got to do numbers. We weren't doing this by the time you were on, but for the artwork, we have athletes and stuff like that where um, we'll put it on the episode. Whoever wore 65, this will be the 65th episode. 65 is a terrible list. Like, for example, for 34, we had it. 34, did we have Shaq? No, we didn't have Shaq. We had Noah Syndergaard. We did. Yeah. So that's an example. Like, when we go back to one, it'll be, I don't know. Who wears number one? Penny Hardaway. Oh, okay. Plenty of people you can think of. Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah. Amari Stoudemire. Ahmed <laughs> <Amaro> Rosario. Ahmed <laughs> Rosario. he Emmanuel Moutier? Moutier? Yeah. I, the... I don't know if he wears number one. All right, so 65 is not a good list, but we have Damian Woody, who is my pick. Uh, and that's where we're going to start.
0: <laughs> and looking at the list, that's where we're going to end. <laughs>
2: It's going to be dead Damian Woody episode. You're not, you're not good on Robert... Yeah, any, any
0: 65s that you've liked in the
2: history of sports? Oh, man. There's none in NBA history. Yeah, like I can't even... There's none in NBA. Robert Gesellman. I put Alakazam in there. For those of you who don't know, Alakazam is a Pokemon. It was the number 65. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we are ending this That's weekend. why I told you... That's I told you what... That's good. Mock don't even know what happened. Just I don't not. even know. I, I'm... I'm... <laughs> In my head, I'm
1: just like, does the number 65 have any significance to me at all? Not? Probably not. Okay, then we're
0: going to go with Damian Woody. Oh, hey, that's cool. Jets player. Yeah, 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 man. Big up the Jets. That, that, that's fine with that. Hey, Moe, thank you for coming back. Almost exactly a year to the day. Since you were back here, we, we appreciate it greatly. Thank you for all your knowledge. and no problem, All the predictions, and let me know how the Knicks are going to be the Knicks. <laughs> uh, once again, I don't know if there's anything else to say about that. It's so Is funny. It it's like
1: behind door A, you got Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Zion. Behind Dorby, you got the fourth pick and Jimmy Butler yeah. and maybe Kemba Walker. And know? behind
0: Dor- Dorsey, which is probably <laughs> also behind Dorby, a bunch of Knicks fans crying. Probably the same exact thing. That's probably what it's going to be. All right. Thank you for listening to the Ain't Hard Tell podcast episode number 65 with our guest, Moke Hamilton from The Athletic. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to us on all your platforms. Uh, also, be sure to rate and review. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think, who you want to see. Do you want to see more guests like Moke Hamilton? Come on here with us. Do you want to hear more NBA talk, more NFL talk, whatever it is that you want to hear. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on Patreon to support us for all our extra bonus content that we have. For the great Moke Hamilton writer, NBA writer for The Athletic and Brian Fonseca, I'm Dexter Henry. For next time, peace.